One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode two of the Oversharers podcast. <laughs> I always forget what I'm saying, it's actually quite sad. Right, so just quickly wanted to say thank you so much for all the wonderful messages, all the screenshots, the fact that you shared our new podcast. There's so many of you, so many of you actually gave really, really nice feedback on the Apple podcast. You guys are so sweet. And I actually it made me realise there was loads of you that kind of wanted to listen to us, but because you don't really watch YouTube videos, um, you just didn't get that vibe. You didn't get that time. So yeah. now, now they're what? Now space. they're listening in their cars, on a walk. Some people are listening in at work, in school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people outside of England. I'm like, wow. I know. I was really shocked by that one. I Do you know. know what I really liked? Was just how easy it was for people to access the audio. Like I just never even considered. That people were so busy that they couldn't sit down for 20 minutes to watch a YouTube video. I know. No, it's just so refreshing. I'm really sorry, guys, for just giving you YouTube content for the last year. Literally. (laughs) But you know what? We're here to do bigger and better things, so what can we do? Um, How have you been, Colton? (sighs) It's just been a crazy week, honestly. It's only Monday from 9 till 5. Apart from my one-hour lunch, I was back to back to back to back really oh god yeah it was just a bit of a wild day but I mean you know what it's not it wasn't bad like I didn't mind it or anything like that yeah I, know I feel like colleagues are listening. <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like my busy days at work are like Mondays yeah. Tuesdays Thursdays and Fridays the only yeah. day that I like have breathing space as a Wednesday, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, that's generally how it goes. Um, what have I been doing? I've read two books. I watched Capture, that Colton gassed me about. Oh my <laughs> God. That season two. Nah, listen, I Can we just talk say... about the jump? Can we talk about how season one was the soft launch? Do you think? I and thought then, season one was like, whoa. What? Season one took me off. I when was like, I, this when is I different. When I saw season two, that's when I was like, right, this is this is what they were. This is what they were getting at. This is the... This is correction. This is correction. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, obviously I won't give any spoilers. Yeah. But it's such a good show. That nothing beats a winter... Gritty. British, gritty British drama. Crime drama. Nothing. Oh, I was like trying to look for more afterwards. You know what's really good? And I watched oh, like, a, I would say two, three years ago, Broadchurch. It's so good. Yeah, it's got David Tennant in it, but it's actually got really good plot. Line of Duty, everyone's watched. I heard there's a really good one that's been out um, for a while called Informer. Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah. I think it's like on the theme of just like intelligence, trauma, intelligence. Anyway, go watch, go watch Capture. I also watched episode eight of House and Dragon. I just want to say, don't even tell me. Whoa, I haven't seen it yet. I wanted to watch it after work, but I knew you were coming, and I had to set up. So I didn't have time. (laughs) I didn't have time to sit down, watch it, get ready, and all of that. No, you've got to be in your own space to watch House of Dragon. As soon as you leave today, I'm gonna watch. (laughs) I just want to say though, Damon. Mm, 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 
Do you know what's really interesting about Matt Smith? Like, he's just really attractive in the roles that he plays. Yeah, but I enjoyed him as Prince Philip in The Crown, as Damon in House of Dragons. But in real life, he's just the polar opposite of those characters. But you know what that tells me? That you can force attraction when someone, like, creates that character for you. Yeah. Like, he just screams. Great actor. Great actor. But also, just sex appeal do you know what i mean bde sorry guys but it's like but he but matt smith isn't someone that you would consider to be conventionally attractive yeah Yeah. so when you look at him you're like what the hell like if someone was to go and search him now they'd be like guys like what are you talking about the lace front has done it for me (laughs) (laughs) i just i just want to say that it must be black people doing those laces do you think i'm it's beautiful. The, bl- the it's, blonde hair. It's layered. <laughs> Do you know what I like? Like, there's a period where he had, like, long hair, and then there's a bit where he cut yeah. it. Do you remember? Now he's kind of back to the semi-bob. Like, he had a bob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, has he got a bob now? No, he's got, like, a semi-long bob. Yeah, so it's grown a bit. It's grown a bit. Mm. But, yeah, anyway. I'm really enjoying Matt Smith. No. Honestly, House of Dragons actually really good. Apparently, they're going to do another season about e- um, Aegon the Conqueror. So oh. they're skipping... They're going back in time. Oh, so we're not gonna. It's not but gonna we're be. We're gonna see the the dance of the dragons. That's the most epic fight ever. You're gonna see that in this season, next season. Next I season, yeah. yeah. Anyway, guys, there's lots to come. There's lots to come in Should the we... house of dragons. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually so interesting. I really like it. Anyway. Should we get get on? We should, we should. Guys, this scenario is quite long, but it's very interesting. Um, And the story takes turns. It goes up and down. Up and down, twists and turns. Um, So yeah, get yourself a cuppa. Do you know what I mean? If you're stuck in traffic, be happy that you're in traffic right now mm. because the story is going to be a good one. And don't be one of those people that when you're driving, you just like lose all focus of what's going on around. You know when you're oh, driving yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and it can me. get quite dangerous. I get these times and I, I would don't say, else does. I would say park up. Do you? To listen to this, yeah. Oh my God, get yourself a little McDee's, <laughs> you know, fish show fillet. <laughs> Park up, have your food. And chill out and listen to this. Yeah. That's actually true. You know what I do sometimes? You zone yeah. out. And then I come back to reality. I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually driving. What's going on? Like before you know it, you've run two red lights and you're like, what the hell's happened? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Sit okay. down, park up and let's go for a long, juicy. <laughs> let's go for this l- <laughs> Long and juicy just sounds so sounds wrong. Sounds wrong. Okay, carry on. Yeah, what a wild wrong. <laughs> Salam. Using a throwaway account as I'm in a very difficult situation right now and I'm really confused on how to deal with it. I can't discuss this with anyone, family or friends, as I don't know how they'll respond to it and it's a big accusation to make. Basically, just to give you some background, I was born and raised in Pakistan and moved to the UK in the start of 2020. I got a job offer from a company here and they took care of my visa and everything. Around six months before moving to the UK, I got engaged to a girl. It was a typical arranged marriage and families met through a matchmaker. Everything looked fine. I also spoke to the girl before marriage and found her quite practicing as well. And we shared common beliefs on most of the things. 
We had a formal nikah three months before leaving for the UK so that her visa can be taken care of in time. Thankfully, everything went according to the plan and a month before our departure, we had the formal ruksati. She moved in our house after we had a formal wedding. So I'm guessing ruksati is... Is that nikah? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. We had both moved here together. Moving to a new country is a very big challenge and coming from Pakistan, UK felt like a completely different world and we both did not have any close friends or family here to help us get settled. So we were pretty much on our own. We stayed in a hotel for about two weeks searching for an apartment to move into. Luckily, we found a place in East London to move into. It was also close to my workplace, so we moved into it. Initially, I had to face a lot of challenges as I didn't know how things work here, i.e. how do you transfer electricity account to your name and which company is best to use, setting up council tax, etc. Our real estate agent wasn't helpful either as they basically disappeared from the scene once we moved in. Anyways, right across my apartment, there is another apartment where one of our neighbours live. Let's call him Mark. Mark is also a Muslim, but not too practising. He was born and raised here, although his parents are from East Africa. He is big, bulky. He's okay, a big, Mark. He said he's a big, bulky guy. Okay. We met a couple of times in the hallway and exchanged greetings. Once I was having some issues with my council tax and saw Mark in the hallway, so I decided to ask him if he knew how to sort the issue out. He was really helpful and patiently explained everything to me. I also asked him a couple of other things a few days later and he was helpful like the first time. Since he was really helpful, me and my wife decided to invite him over for dinner as a thank you gesture and that's when my wife met him for the first time. That day, I came to know that he is single as he broke up with his girlfriends a few months back and also that although he was a Muslim, he doesn't really practice Islam as such. Fast forward one day, I came home a bit earlier as I wasn't feeling well and saw my wife chatting with Mark in the hallway and they were both laughing. My wife wears a hijab and a abaya. Oh, she wears her abaya when she goes out and... um. Here she was just wearing plain clothes and her head was completely uncovered. (gasps) Shock, horror. When they saw me, Mark said hi to me and I asked what they were chatting about. And Mark says, oh, I was just telling her how lucky you are to be married to her. And my wife started laughing. Anyways, me and my wife came inside. I didn't say anything to her as I was already feeling unwell. But later before going to bed, I did tell her that she always wears hijab and a buyer in front of non-mahram men. But today she was uncovered in front of Mark. She immediately became defensive and said she was just vacuuming the house and opened the front door to clean the doormat and coincidentally saw Mark on his doorway and he started chatting to her. I told her still she should be careful of her hijab and she started arguing with me and she was inside the house so I did not expect her to start wearing the hijab inside the house. Does that make sense? So she's arguing saying that she doesn't want him to make her so she's saying she she was in the house house. yeah okay anyways i decide not to drag this on any longer and ended the argument there over the next couple of months a few other things happened like my wife comparing me to mark oh oh okay sis saying look at him he's so tall and well built mark asked me how my mother was doing she had a surgery and i hadn't told mark 
about it. So I suspect my wife have told him, which means they have been speaking behind my back. And once we asked Mark about an electric appliance he had, and he sent a picture of it to my wife, meaning he had her phone number. When I confronted my wife about it, she started arguing with me that I'm being paranoid and that I don't trust her, etc., etc. And she also created a big fuss that I'm making accusations against her character. I only told her that I had observed the obvious things and only wanted her to follow the limits Islam has imposed on interacting with non-mahrams. We had a big fight about it and she ended mentioning him anymore. So I thought that was over. This is getting intense. Okay. We had planned to visit Pakistan at the end of 2021. However, couldn't go due to COVID. And around the same time, my wife became pregnant and I was over the moon. Everything seemed to be going well at that time. When I met Mark, I told him that we are expecting a baby and although he did congratulate me, I could sense there was some easiness on his face and I felt we knew about it beforehand but since my wife was pregnant, I decided against confronting her. One day, my wife asked me to bring some things from the market while I was at work and I ended up coming late that day because of work pressure so that shop was closed by then. When I reached home, I found those things had already been bought. I thought my wife had gone herself and bought these from the market. I had strongly asked her not to go out alone because of her pregnancy and I became a bit cross with her. So she said, oh, I didn't go out. I asked Mark and he bought over these things. I immediately became angry at her and told her she shouldn't have asked him. So she said, what was she supposed to do when she can't go out and I wasn't home? I told her she could have ordered online and she didn't say anything. I asked her if she paid Mark and she said he won't accept the money. The items he bought were around £30, so that was a bit surprising. Moving to September 2022, my wife gave birth to our son. Now, I don't know how to word the next few sentences, but the child is shades darker than me and my wife. We are both light brownish, but the child is a lot darker than the both of us. I didn't say anything in front of my wife, but I can't get the thought out of my mind that it might be Mark's child. I know it's a very big accusation to make, but I can't help think about it considering all the things happening between my wife and Mark over the last two years that I have stated above. My wife's parents are already here and staying with us for now. My parents will be coming over in a few weeks time. My wife and the baby have been discharged from hospital and are now back home. Mark showed up at the hospital with gifts for the baby and showed up again on the first day we came back home to see the baby. I made some excuse that day but my wife became angry at me that he just wanted to see the baby and I'm being too possessive. I want to confront my wife about it but if I do it will lead to a very big fight as I would be accusing her of cheating. Since her family is already here and mine is coming in a couple of weeks if I say anything right now both families would get involved as well and basically there would be no going back. Both of us belong to quite practicing families so it's quite unlikely that our marriage would continue any further if our families became involved in this. I know there are methods that can confirm the parenthood but obviously that means telling my wife that I have doubts over the child's parenthood hence wanting to confirm which definitely would lead to a very big fight. My wife is quite practicing in that sense and she prays all her prayers, observes hijab, reads Quran regularly So I was really shocked that she could do something like this. I'm really confused on how to deal with this situation. Any guidance would be appreciated. This is actually really sad. 
if this is true, like this is me jumping to conclusions and thinking that the wife did it. And if that's the case, this is such a sad, sad scenario because every time he tried to confront her, she just gaslit him and made him think that he was going crazy. But does it also... Okay, and I'm not I'm not even trying to be devil's advocate because the way this is written, <laughs> it triggers you in a certain way. It's very, like, it's very one-sided. Yeah. And I feel like when I was thinking about that, sometimes, like recently, and don't judge me, guys, I was taken out of the trash. Mm. It was, like, two in the morning. Mm. I was wearing a bar to, no hijab. I literally just ran out quickly. I was like, let me just... Drop it. I mm. actually was wearing hijab, but it dropped to my neck. Mm-mm. One of my male neighbours was coming into the building. And I was going, and I was literally just coming out. I froze. Mm. The anxiety of like, I quickly tried to put my hijab on, but I was just anxious and it was like social anxiety. Like, what the hell do you Sometimes say? you just freeze. It's just you freeze. And in that moment, I was like, oh, 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 do you know what I mean? And I just did what I had to do. I came back in the house and no, I but stop, pause, pause, it. pause. Now, in that interaction with your neighbour, had your husband come round the corner and saw that... It would look... It would look... Weird. Yes. But I think he knows me enough to know... That nothing would ever happen. happen. But it's about, like, sometimes women are put into weird situations... Now, I'm not excusing her to be entertaining the guy at the door having a chat with him, but what if she was... At- Actually, it doesn't make sense because she said she's hoovering. I don't know why you're hoovering outside. But what no, just... she was cleaning the doormat outside. Like, oh, okay. The... Yeah. So to me, things like that can happen and it's not something... I can see why he would look at it different ways because mm. there's all these different things that are coming to him. Now that you've said that, it's like every single situation, every single interaction yeah, between her and Mark definitely has more than one explanation. I feel like innately he doesn't trust her and I feel like he needs to explore why. I don't, I understand the Mark situation is adding to it Mm. and I think she also has gaslit him, I won't lie. Mm. Because if your partner was feeling insecure about something and they've asked you multiple times why these interactions are like this. Yeah, and at no point did she say like, I understand how you're feeling, I can see why this would be construed this way and etc. Like, to to sort of, not appease him, but just to make him, to validate him a little bit, yeah. So in that aspect, I do think she's kind of gaslighting him. Someone's religious perspective on themselves and what they think might not be the same as what their family practice and what your husband thinks of you. So he keeps saying, I thought she was a practicing woman and she's from a practicing family. Mm. But how, like, she might not be that... I mean, I'm not judging her, but I'm saying she might not be um, as serious about things like free mixing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in her eyes, Mark could be someone that she like. She's new to the country. Mm. He could be a, a an acquaintance or a friend, like so it's her neighbor. Yeah, and he so, could be helping her. Yeah. So I definitely think that something could happen, but I don't think that this relationship with Mark is as serious as he thinks it is. But I also think she's not helping the situation by not validating the fact that there's nothing going on. But on the flip <laughs> side now, yeah, we on. have not just one interaction with the neighbour, not just a cheeky, I've come by to see how you are. He has her phone number. Yeah, that's it. He is... 
picking things up for from the shops for her. The big one is that the baby doesn't seem to look like the husband. No, but babies get lighter and they get darker as they grow up. No, well, I don't think the thing that is, could be a reason. But I'm just saying, this is something that he's observed. Yeah. And I don't think we can ignore those doubts. This, this, this is how this is making him feel, essentially. I agree with that. So he's observed not one, not two, not three interactions. Quite a few interactions between Mark and his wife. Now, if the shoe was on the other foot and you saw your husband engaged in these interactions, exchanging phone numbers now with said person, having said person pick up food for him from the shops. How would that make you feel? You are the one with the husband. I would be livid. Livid, I tell you. Okay. Exactly. Now that you've made it to that perspective, I get that. And I'm I'm not agreeing with what she's doing. I just feel like I understand how he feels and how these small incidents can create this big doubt in his mind. But to assume the child is not his, that's a big accusation. But the reason he's assuming that the child is not his is because of the fact of how Mark was acting when, number one, he found out she was pregnant. Number two, what neighbour... Would go and visit you in the hospital. What do you mean? My neighbour's very nice to me. She bought me a box of chocolates when I had a baby. What male neighbour, <laughs> male neighbour okay, would go why, and visit a woman who is happily married? I get that. At the but hospital. It's wrong. It's wrong not only I... did he visit them at the hospital, he then came to the house. Her parents are there. This is a lot. He's overstepping. But what I'm trying to say to you is I'm not sticking up for Mark or what they're both doing. All I'm saying is the accusation to say the baby is not his is very big. But it's based on the initial reaction. Let me land. Look what he said. Mark got uneasy. He became uneasy. Let me land. Let me land. Okay. 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 What I'm trying to say to you is Mark could be a jealous. he, He could be envious of this relationship. He might want this woman, mm. right? Mm. He might want this family, mm. this nuclear family that they've created. He might want this life. Valid. So in his in his perspective, he is doing inappropriate things by being forward with this woman. Mm. And what he's doing isn't good. It's not healthy and it's not safe for the, for the relationship. But that does not mean that even though she's giving him a bit of attention... That she's complicit. That she's complicit into, like, in committing zina. Like, come on, that's a big, big accusation. Now, this whole issue could be resolved if she came off her pedestal a little bit and acknowledged her man's feelings mm. and said, you know what, babe, you're right. What, I am do- what I'm doing do is a bit sideways. <laughs> What? It's the way he referred to him as big. He called him big and bulky. I know that already tells me there's an insecurity. Yeah, there. yeah. he's like this big, bulky East African man who's trying to take you know my wife. I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you need. And this is what I was talking about at the beginning about Damon. Damon has that confidence. Okay, you need to have that confidence in yourself as a man to like just just observe your own source. Do you mm. know what I mean? You can't be triggered by this. Like, we don't... Who's Mark to us? You know but at I mean? the same time, at the same time, 
if this woman even so much as cared about how her husband's feeling, mm, mm. she would have shut this whole mark thing down the first time he spoke to her about it but she continued to dangle this little mark big bulky six foot east african man maybe she's enjoying the attention i think she's enjoying the attention a bit too much but to the point where it's making her husband feel like shit now if she was someone who truly cared about his feelings and truly wanted to you know make him feel better she would have ended the interaction. It's an inappropriate interaction. She would have stopped it. But that takes me to a different path now. It's about the way we respect relationships. Mm, And she clearly does not respect hers. So they started off as an arranged marriage. Yeah. Okay. Do you think in some way she's not attached to this relationship? That, That is a possibility. So... In her mind, he's her husband, but she's not equating like love mm. and security. It's an arranged marriage. Do you know what I mean? She's, yeah. She does. She hasn't grasped that level yet. Yeah. So when she's getting attention from Mark, who you know, who could tickle her fancy, who's a little bit you know easy on the eye. Do you know what I mean? Mark's easy on the eye. He's giving her attention when her husband's away from work. She hasn't experienced this before. Yeah. So this to her is like you know what? I'm just gonna. She, she doesn't even know how to react to it. Do you know what I mean? She probably doesn't she's even know how to navigate it. Exactly. She's lost in the source herself. <laughs> and she's getting defensive because she probably feels like, what do you mean? Like, why are you accusing me? I'm not doing anything wrong. I don't think she understands that. This takes me to... Do you know where this takes me to? What? Do we know their ages? No. She sounds like she could be a young woman. Because I don't think age matters when it comes. No, to... when I say young, I mean like late teens, early twenties. And the yeah. reason I say this is because of the way she's reacting. It's the gas, the constant gaslighting. It's the getting defensive. And the re- I can understand she might be just be saying, "I've not done anything. How dare you even suspect that I would." even accommodate or even speak to this man in this way right or even have this these feelings towards this man so she might be so angry that he's accusing her and she doesn't have the self-awareness or like the emotional maturity to understand that this is really affecting her man Mm. so I think she could be quite young new to marriage new New to to this whole new to this whole institution of just do you know what I mean being And, and having freedom as well exactly coming to the UK in 2020. Do you know what I mean? So I just think there's a lot to consider. But it's true though. (laughs) But this to me looks like they need to have a serious conversation about their boundaries. But do you think she's even got the capacity to have that conversation? You can can mature, you can learn. Over time, I get it. But I don't think, she hasn't been with this guy for a long time. But I mean, they can't get out of the marriage. I mean, they can if they want to, but I'm saying in in order to improve the marriage, because marriage isn't something that you know, you wake up and being like you're in love and you're going to have this amazing marriage. You need to work on a marriage. Yeah. And in order for them to work, they need to both understand what their boundaries are. Do you think this man's boundary is don't be chatting to Mandem? Do you think she had a say in getting married? That's what I don't know. Mm. But I mean, I just, I don't know. But to me, it feels like if it's an arranged marriage, obviously... She might have had a choice because it's hard to force marriage on someone. Mm. But she's agreed to it. 
but they don't know each other well yet. That's what I'm trying, that's where I'm getting at. And they don't know each other's boundaries. They don't know what the other person likes or wants or whatever. But you know what, saying that though. In a normal way. Saying that though, everyone has a basic understanding of like... What not to do. What not to do in a relationship or in a marriage. Just a very core fundamental understanding that there are certain non-negotiables, certain boundaries that you do not cross. Now, just having a man around you in the house isn't necessarily something that you would even think twice about you would just be like no sorry I can't engage or you'll try and get them out the house quickly or you'll at the very least have Mm -hmm. your hijab on around them Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean so I just feel like to an extent I don't think she wants to be in this relationship I don't think she does I think I think she's got she's got something good going she doesn't see what she has and I think Mark has dangled a carrot that she's never seen before Mm. and she's enticed by it. Mm. But I also think coming back to him on what he should do, I don't think he should make this big accusation to say the baby ain't mine. Mm. Because, okay, one thing is... But if you have a niggling feeling. And I get that. The niggling feeling's there. You know what? Furthermore, actually, I was going to say get a paternity test, but even that is pushing it. I think they should have an open conversation about how he feels. And if she's not able to accept that, then he he needs to follow through on his doubts if that's what he's feeling. Mm. But I also think there's steps to Zina and my girl needs to chill because Allah always says, Zina is, Shaitan's like always the third person when it's you and a guy. Mm. And it takes a few looks, a few chats, a few little WhatsApp messages and boom, you know, stuff is cracking. Mm. So, I mean, we don't know if it's happened. I really, really hope the situation doesn't end with her saying that the baby's the other guys. Also, it's a bit ignorant. because Do we have an update? No, we don't. But the babies, <laughs> babies can be really dark and then they get become fair. No, babies change, be, change you know I mean? over time. That's a, that's, that's a so he can't, he, can't base it, he can't base it solely on the shape, but he's not. That's the thing. He's also basing it on Mark's reaction when he found out that the wife but was that's pregnant. What I'm saying. Maybe Mark is emotional because this is the life that he wants. Why is Mark... In the hospital. Because Warraba. He might have feelings for her. What the Mark fuck? might be chasing something. Harder, can you open your eyes? Listen, I'm just giving you perspectives from different networks. Do you know what I mean? Mel Castan Castle Because you can't assume that she cheated. I'm defending my sis. Okay. I'm not defending anyone. I'm just saying. I this just is, think- these were the facts that were presented to us. I just feel like it's a big thing. Yeah, to go no, off it's a big thing. It's, no, I think it's a big thing to assume the baby's not yours and it's a big thing to request a paternity test. Saying that though, I think more has, needs to happen. Yeah, there needs to, the chat can... needs to happen yeah. first. And if she doesn't reveal home truths in that chat, he should go and get his test. I think he should. Yeah. Because I would, I would like to know, I would want to know if I was in his situation. But I would be, I know, I know this is very toxic of me, but I would just take baby's hairs and do it myself and just go get myself a little DNA test without her knowing. But that's a very toxic way to do it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> that the dark side of her life. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, you know what? We're an honest podcast. We're an honest podcast. We've got to be I'd probably do the same thing. Let's be real. How yeah. many of you guys would just go off and do it? I would get that test one way or another because I know me and I'm, I'm going to have a desire 
to want to know. Me too. And I don't want to confront her because once the confrontation happens, that's when the beef's going to happen. Yeah, and I want to have my receipts before I come. Exactly. Now, if it's negative, I would never ever say anything again. Exactly. But if Throw it's pos- that away. Exactly. And never ever bring up the fact that you took a you took Exactly. The test. You've got to, that's what I'm you've saying. Got you've to got to take, take some secrets to the grave. grave. 100%. Or like yin and yang. <laughs> you've got to take that to the grave, hun. In my defence, I believe this man... should jump into <clears throat> conclusions very quickly. A little bit. But <laughs> I, I, I sympathise with the way he feels. She's definitely gaslighting him. He and she's definitely doing it. the wrong thing. She's definitely yeah. doing a madness. Let's Let, be real. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're married now. You shouldn't be entertaining Mark. Mark shouldn't be seeing you without a hijab. Let's be serious. He if, shouldn't be at the hospital when you've just given birth. He shouldn't be at your house when the baby's mean, come that's home. That's if you are a true... If that's if you want to wear hijab, can I just say? Because she might not want to be a hijabi. True. Do you know what I mean? Facts, yeah. So if you, if you do want to uphold hijab, then you shouldn't be letting Mark see you. But if you don't, then, you know, go about your life. The other thing is, he shouldn't be buying you shopping, sis. And the worst thing of all, my guy should not have your number. What Sorry. would you do if, if a woman I'd did, be... did a household shop for your husband? <laughs> I mean, cost of living, I'd be kind of happy right now. Oh, don't flippin' lie, Harvard. Don't lie. It's like, it's like this. Uh, someone but I would never reveal to him that I'm happy she did the shopping. Someone for me. asked me the question the other day how would you feel if another woman cooked for your man? No, that's disrespectful. <laughs> She's chopping up garlic for my man. Is she alright? Maninkaig, I'm my man. I ate onion cookies. She smells like sugar for him. <laughs> No way, no way, we're not doing that. <gasps> that's basically, that's, it's, that, it's a done deal then. That's, it's a, that's straight divorce. Come to my bed, umba ohada. <laughs> you know when me and Katun get elated, we start speaking Somali. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say, if she's cooking for him, <laughs> that is a level of emotion. But I think getting the shopping is akin to cooking. A yeah. jace. It's, a it's jace. cooking a jace. It is, it is. Because mm. for me, if I have to cook for a man, I, I, there's, there's, there's feelings there. There's love there. There's something there. For me, it's love because I do not cook. <laughs> for me, it must be like the, the epitome of childhood. Ha! That's what it is. The worlds have turned and twisted. You are in love. So if, and I would say to him, he is disrespectful if he ever, ever sits with another woman and has a meal with her. That's not his family. He's, He's buying Anu Rudi from the oh shops. Oh my God. That's For some staple. next girl. What? No, no. I'm sorry. This woman is in the wrong. I'm sorry, Harlow. Absolutely. How dare Mark go to the shop and buy her Anu Rudi? She means milk and bread, guys. Kalsom's <laughs> getting elated. The Somali's all coming out. <laughs> um, I genuinely believe... She enjoy. I, she's doing two things wrong right now, and from the perspective I'm understanding it, is, I just can't get over the fact that Mark did the shopping because <laughs> he's in his feelings. That is. He's in his feelings. That's what I'm saying to you. It's like and calling him in the middle of the night, saying, wrong. "My husband's coming home late from work today. Please, that basically means please buy me milk and bread so yeah. that I can make supplication for you." <laughs> <laughs> Now let me let me twist it a bit. If Mark was living with his mum and his sister, that's different. And she asked him to get he sh- get her shopping because obviously her husband's away. He's not picking up the phone. She's just had a new baby. That's different. I'll tell you why. It's only different if 
who's also doing a grocery shop for his family and he's decided to bung some of her lot in there but, as well. And <laughs> and the most important thing is that she pays him. Can I ask you a question, Colton? Why, if Mark is a Muslim man, can he not get his good deeds by getting the shopping for this woman? I can see why he'd want to get food for her now. Shall I tell you why? Why? This scenario took place in 2020. What happened in 2020? I don't know. The global pandemic. Boom. So, naturally, during the global pandemic, a lot of naharis formed in the people. The they na- started doing things for each other. The neighbours were clapping. The neighbours were clapping. People were joining, banding together. Yeah. They were doing nice things for each other, and going to the shops for each other, grocery shopping. So when shopping. did she have the baby? In 2022? So probably 2020. Yeah, 2022. So when did he do the shopping in 2022? No, the shopping was before, wasn't it? No, it's after, when she had the baby. No, it wasn't. No, it, it was. Wasn't. Refer back to the notes, Tarda. He could have just been doing a good deed, sorry guys, and got on her shopping. And this man My whole view of this scenario it. has changed now because it took place during the global pandemic. No, but then if you allude to that now, everyone's in their yard. I know, that's what I'm saying. And he's working. So to me, if he's still working in a he's pandemic... He's probably working as a precarious key, job. He's probably a key worker. He's risking his life every single day. But then Mark and the wife are together all the time. Mark's probably working remotely now. Or he's yeah. probably furloughed. This is why Mark is present constantly. All the time. But then that would create more space for feelings to occur. Yes. So this doesn't support us. Wait, me anymore. wait, wait. So Mark's obviously seen this woman alone in the house. Husband's a key worker working a precarious job, right? Right. So he's probably thinking, I don't want her to go out there and risk her life catching COVID. Right. Obviously, she's a woman. Men generally are inclined to protect women. It's right. part of their biology. So he's probably thinking, let me go and do a couple of things for her. She's obviously grateful. She's showing a bit of teeth for him. Smile. But also, on top of that... It doesn't explain the non-hijab thing. But it, that's what I'm saying. It does, though. Because feelings can be rescinded. Now, Mark and my girl are spending a lot of time together. Yeah. People are isolated. This is the only person she's got a connection mm, with. Mm. So, so she, I can see where... So they formed a little lockdown relationship. Not relationship, per se, but, you know, a lockdown crush. So I can see why Mark is attached. And I don't like to point the finger. I usually don't. I've looked at this. But now that I've seen the context behind it. I've looked at this from all angles. I just, I don't know, Hada. I don't know. And I do not want to say something that I will regret. No, I don't think a woman should be accused of something as big as this. We've given ample opportunity, ample excuses for both sides. Right now, Hada, what is your conclusion? (laughs) My conclusion is, and listen carefully, everyone. I think she's a little fast. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And you know what? I love love all my sisters in the world. I love my sisters. But she's a little fast. She entertained Mark a bit too much. Mm, She did a boo-boo, big boo-boo. She did a boo-boo. And that has affected... Mark, because now he's emotionally invested mm. with everything, mm. and Mark could, in some way, 
you know, idolise this family, this nuclear family that's been created in front of him. He might, you know, ha- he might have... Mark does like not her. give too much. I think he does. I think Mark nuclear family. Her. I think he, he likes He doesn't care about her. this family dynamic, okay? We're in London, huh? He no does. One, Why is no he one cares about families anymore. Why Listen, Mark then? is an eligible, good-looking, six-foot <laughs> East African bachelor, okay? He's seen a vulnerable woman alone. Whoa, whoa, He... Whoa. By nature, by his very nature, obviously men are hunters now. I don't think anyone you know would I mean? jump on another man's So wife. I think he he made the intention to pursue her. Yes. No, that's think, even worse. I think Mark on. intended to pursue her. I think Mark had a game plan in his mind. My guy is lonely up in his house. Mm. He's bored. There's a lockdown. I disagree. He's run out of things to do. He's seen a beautiful girl in the corridor alone. Husband's working away. What's going to happen? I, th- I agree if with you. If both parties but... entertain each other, this is where the fit not occurs. I get it. But I need to pause you on that. I don't think Mark's intention was to pursue. I think these things happened because Shaitan exists. <laughs> That's the honest truth. <laughs> I think they both met. There was interactions, isolation, lockdown, feelings came. They were a bit interacting too much. And that's what's happened. And I get that a fitna can create from there. But However, naturally, though, who is it that goes, like, hold on, who is it that pursues who first? Do you know what I mean? I don't think, but now you're, now you're painting Mark to be, like, a nasty man. I think he is a nasty man. And I man. don't think he is. I think Mark is trapped in this situation with the husband. Can and, I just and add her. a quick caveat? Mark has recently broken up with his girlfriend. I'm just, that that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Reason to show you how emotionally invested he is. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's out there trying to trap her, thinking, "Right, I've got a new woman in my sight now. Let me just jump." Now you're just making it out to be like all men are dogs. Now let me just give you um, my side, right? Mark <laughs> has recently <laughs> broken up with his girlfriend. Mark is obviously now going through an emotional transition where he's trying to figure out, you know, and a lot of times, Harder, men tend to have rebound situations when they've broken up with women. When they've been in long-term relationships, there tends to be a period of rebounding. Sometimes. I'm not saying all the time. I agree with that. He could have found himself a a little beautiful white rabbit. Right. Across the road. Right. And then decided... You know what? I'll have me some of that. Right. Mm. Now that's the bit where I cut it off. I think it happened accidentally. Do you think? It's an I accidental think, meeting uh, in the lift. Accidental interactions. <laughs> this is where my, my love for romance is coming. But I'm saying all of those factors, all the things that happened in Mark's life previously... Have contributed. Have to contributed to yes, what has yes, happened. Yes, Absolutely. But okay, we're 50 minutes in. We need to, we've got a second scenario, guys. Oh my God. What I'm trying to say to you is... My sister, she needs to pipe down. She needs to pipe down. She needs down. to really look at her husband, have a conversation with him. She needs to understand. wind <laughs> her neck in now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> understand boundaries, sis. Leave Mark alone. Let Mark find his own fling. Mm. Leave him in peace. Leave that man alone. That man is going through something right yeah, now. Yeah, and now he's going to be broken hearted again. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. And now your husband, who's sitting in front of you, questioning everything, Bless he's him. gonna be he's gonna be brokenhearted. So what she needs to do is not that I'm trying to be hard on her. Mark needs to get out of the equation. He needs to be taken out of the but equation. She needs to he create needs that to, boundary with Mark. He needs to retire back to his his flat. Yeah. She needs to sit down with the husband. Then and they need to have a big discussion about boundaries. Exactly. And that's it. And to talk about how the situation made both of them feel. And then he needs to get his little paternity test without her knowing. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. if, if, if only if, if, if yeah. after this conversation, he continues to have doubts. Exactly. Or, only if he continues to have if doubts. if evidence comes out of this conversation they're about to have to insinuate that something's happened. Or if he sees further interactions between her and Mark. Right. But only then will he get the paternity test but do not tell the wife about it no because mm. that's going to cause more problems mm. make sure you're sure make sure you have your facts yeah and that's it really well, I isn't think that's it? all i can say i think we've really digested this one i think we have too and i just want to say anyone listening if you are listening mark and the woman and the husband please don't take our advice as um the face, don't take it as face value no we are too ignorant but funny human beings. And we don't know, like we granted, we know that. We don't know the full story. Yeah, we know we don't know the full story. We know that there are probably so many things that you left out of the story. We don't know her side of the story either. We don't know Mark's side of the story, but we have just, you know, given our insight based on what, that what has been presented to us indeed so please don't take it any other way Mm. right so i think that's the end of uh scenario one people should we move on to scenario two indeed darling Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to scenario number two of the Oversharers podcast brought to you by Callie and Harbour. I deleted the poor girl scenario by accident. I'm so sorry. All right, let me get comfortable. Right Mm. guys, this scenario was sent by one of our wonderful listeners. Um, We won't say your name. We'll try and keep it as anonymous as we can. Is there any information in there to identify A little bit maybe. I don't know. I haven't read it. No, no, no. Actually, okay, there's fine. nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, we'll try and answer this as best as we can. We really, really appreciate you sending this to us. Um, and we'll you. try and give it the... A good shot. Yeah. A really good, decent, unbiased shot. Of giving you the best advice that we can give. Possibly give, yeah. In this situation. Mm. Um, and if you do want to send us a scenario, guys, callieandharva at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you don't add any information that will reveal where you're from or any names um, and we'll try and get back to you or add it to the next episode whenever you send it right let's get started let's go so our good sis said assalamu alaikum alaikum i've been following your page and truly appreciate the content you two provide oh my god we love that we really do it's not just eye-opening but also helpful for women all over the world tell that to our haters tell that to all the men that message us about not talking about relationships women sex life marriage what else what else do they come for? Oh, they just want to silence us. But it's not about them. It's about it's you It's about today. this good sis. So we're going to mm. go back to you. Righty-ho. 
I would like for you to kindly keep this message anonymous, and we will. I got married about a year ago. It was a love marriage, and my parents were in agreement, as as were his parents. We got married and have been living with his parents and divorced sister and son, and her son. My husband and I live in the basement of the house, so it's definitely somewhat suffocating with small windows and no sunlight. I accepted the proposal knowing that I would be living with his family in the basement. However, aside from the lack of sunlight, which is adjustable, I have no privacy. The deep freezer is downstairs, so my mother-in-law is grabbing stuff from there constantly at any given time of the day. The laundry is downstairs, so my father-in-law comes down quite, quite often to do laundry multiple times a day, several times a week. I've addressed these concerns to my husband, who at first was in agreement that I don't have privacy, but over time would ask me to make this my home and that his parents coming downstairs a few times a week isn't a big deal. Aside from this, our relationship is pretty healthy. What are your thoughts on this? I've asked to move out, but my husband thinks we're not financially in a situation where we can afford to move out just yet. We've fought several times and unfortunately his parents had to get involved since our bedroom is right below his parents. And unfortunately, I've been disrespectful with his parents because they believe I want to break the family by separating their son and moving out. Of course, my mother-in-law was the one to say that. I want to keep a healthy relationship with his family, but this requires us to have our own space. My husband wasn't budging because of our financial status until recently. I was able to persuade my husband to move out. We finalised an apartment and we and will be moving soon, inshallah, if all goes well. However, my husband did not pay a single penny towards the apartment. Initial deposit was £5,000. In Islam, it's the husband's duty to provide a place to live for his wife. Aside from his financial setbacks, he believes he's ready. He's already providing me with an ideal living space, which is understandable as he has spent a lot of money on renovating it. Unfortunately, the big issue is privacy. I'm only limited to the bedroom space and work from home so definitely feel suffocated and losing my mind sometimes since I'm stuck in one room all day. I was really upset about how he agreed to move but for my sake only and didn't give me any money to help. I am hurt, disappointed and feel betrayed and sometimes question my decision on this marriage. I haven't been able to sleep for the past four to five days thinking and overthinking. I feel really bad. I actually do feel really bad. Okay, let's um, dissect. Right, so the first thing's first. So you got married. You both had an agreement to move to the basement until you financially became stable to move to your own place. Right. But what, what a lot the of issue... What do is they will agree to live in these situations, but there, there is like a, an un said or there's usually a, a thing where eventually they're going to move out and they're going to have their own place right yeah. so it's like okay let's bear the brunt of this really shit living situation for now but afterwards we're going to be in an amazing situation because we've we've raised all this money and it's now saved, we yeah. can afford it yeah right yeah but what i don't get is like i'm jumping the whole kind of like interaction that she's having with the in-laws and the and the you know like the breach of the personal space and all of that but 
I don't get how it's gone from that situation to then him not basically rent like renting the new house for her or not paying for the rent for this new yeah so I just I don't get it so essentially they both agreed to move out and I think he's become comfortable in this space so he said to her let's wait until we're more financially stable so they've agreed on an apartment but the deposit for the apartment was five thousand pounds which I'm assuming is her money but is he saying that he's not going to pay for the rent for this new apartment or is he just not paying for the deposit he didn't contribute to the deposit which is five thousand pounds right let me i don't want to dissect this so i'm going to go back to it so she goes my husband wasn't budging because of our financial status until recently right okay so something's changed yeah i was able to persuade my husband to move out we finalized an apartment and we will be moving soon inshallah however my husband did not pay a single penny towards this apartment the initial deposit was five thousand Aside from his financial setbacks, he believes he's already providing for me with an ideal living space. So he's not happy with moving? No. So he's basically saying, and what I'm understanding from this, is that this 5,000 she's put into the house is a setback for him. Yeah, but what I'm also understanding from this is he hasn't necessarily... Taken the steps to move out. Agreed to move out. He hasn't necessarily said... Like, even though he's changed his tune, he's basically saying, right, well, if you want to move out, you pay for it. I mean, I don't know if he said that, but he's obviously not contributed to the deposit, which is insinuating that he's probably not going to contribute to the house then. Because it's her decision. See, she's the one that's been pushing for this. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from it. But then to me, I don't understand because it says he wasn't budging because of our financials until recently. So until recently means that he's agreed. But he's agreed because he's not paying paying towards it. it. (laughs) And the other thing is, before that, he said to her, obviously, this is a situation we're living in. But once we get financially stable, we'll move to our own place. That doesn't necessarily mean... It will happen now. It will happen now. He's agreed because she's paying for it. Yeah. He hasn't agreed because he wants to leave his mum's house. No. That's the problem. And also, he basically said that he... Like, they made a plan together. Yeah. That they were going to leave when they're financially ready. Like, so now when they've got to the new house, the burden of the home has... Gone under her. Under her. Yeah. And I want to say... I want to say a few things about that. Because... When the final, okay, when you, first two things, when you and a partner initially agree on something as a married couple, you're a team. You're a team. So if you've agreed long term, we are going to move out because it's not sustainable to live in your family's home unless the home can be able to accommodate everyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When there's families that have big homes and they can, you know, do extensions and, you know, the family can live in the extension, I don't mind. I've got my own space. Yeah. But if you're in a crowded room, that is not good for your mental health. That's With not good for your marriage. In and out. You can't no even means, be naked. No in one your bed. cares that you're even there. People are able to come in and out as they please to do their daily chores. That is not a sustainable living space. No, and it doesn't. It doesn't create the like the hospitable, like home that you want with your new life. So number one, that's where he's going wrong. He should have 
took this as a small milestone to stack up. Yes. Right? Yeah. And get to a place and leave. Because you want to both be comfortable and create a life together. I just think that if they have both agreed that they're both going to add equal amounts to saving up to be able to finance a home together... That's great. I don't think in the scenario he said that he was going to be contributing to everything. I think there was a kind of a, a rule that they were going to do it together, right? I'm assuming. It doesn't say. It doesn't really say. So no. I'm, I'm guessing that they had this agreement that they were going to do this together. They were going to wait until they were financially comfortable. Now, what I'm getting from that is he's gone back on his previous promise. Yeah. He's left her in the dark. He hasn't told her once that he's not, he's not planning on paying the deposit for this new home. No. Which also leads me to think that he probably won't contribute towards the rent. But she needs to assess that. But she can find out. So this is how we can work around this. Yeah. Because this is not something to lose your marriage over. I think this is, you just need to find a way to have this open conversation with him. So she needs to find out, you know what, if you're saying to me, I'm putting £5,000 of my money, which is a lot of money in this in this, in this era. This is the money that people get married with these Do you know days. what I mean? It's a lot of money. Into this home, <laughs> he needs to be paying for every single thing for the rest. I'm so sorry. She needs, I think before she, um, I think that conversation should have happened before she yeah. forked out the deposit. I think what should have happened was as soon as he agreed that they were going to move out, they should have had a conversation about how they plan to finance his home. Is this going to be a situation where he pays the rent and the bills? Is this going to be a situation where they split the costs of everything? Or is this going to be a situation where, you know, she pays for rent and he pays for bills? Do you know what yeah. I mean? That sort of conversation should have happened before there was any sort of like forking out, any sort of agreement. But I can... Tenancy agreement signed or anything like that. But I can see why she did that. Because she desperation. was out of desperation. She wanted to get out. I get out it. But and I... assumed her husband would cover her. But now that that's happened cool it's done it's done you've got the you've got the deposit i think what she needs to focus on on establish who is going to be paying the household expenses exactly so now moving forward i think she needs to have a conversation with him to understand what's going on where does he stand on their on their plan together are they is he happy to move out yeah where does he stand on moving out because that's what she needs to get i don't think he is happy about it and also, I feel, I feel like there's a little bit of pressure from the family, from the mother-in-law and the father, assuming that they're taking their son away. I really think families need to just give up with this stance. I'm so sorry. Your son's not going anywhere. He's probably going up the road. Let's be real. Do you know what I mean? It's, if he was moving to Australia, I can understand the anxiety. But even if he was, he started a new life with his wife. It's okay. Children leave the nest. But the thing is, I don't think that... I don't really think how the in-laws feel is relevant to this situation do you know what i mean the in-laws can have their views they can have their but i think they have that but i don't think what their judgment should cloud their Him. initial arrangement which was that they were going to stay here for a specific period of time and then move out what she needs to focus on doing is basically to, to understand the intention of her husband in moving out yeah, no, I agree with that. What the in-laws have done, I think, is just essentially like have provided a space for them. Now, w- within that, he's obviously got his meals prepared for him. Mm-hmm. He has his clothes washed for him. So he has comfort. everything that's very comfortable. So he's got this comfortable space in which he's not 
lifting a finger nor is he paying rent granted I don't know but I'm just saying in the grand scheme of things I don't think he's doing too much in that house but living in it yeah do you know what I mean so in his mind he's thinking right I'm I'm living lavish right now Mm mm-hmm Why would I want to leave this situation? Mm -hmm, I get that. The wife is thinking, I want to move forward with our relationship. I cannot be living under your parents for the rest of my life. Like this isn't going to progress our relationship in any way. If anything, it's going to hinder it. So I just feel like park the in-laws to one side because regardless of of anything, that is how they're always going to feel. That's their son. They want to keep him for as long as possible. They want to do nice things for him. They want him to be safe, protected, all of that Mm -hmm. they're always going to have that stance him on the other hand he's the one that's like um basically what's what what's the word wishy-washy not even wishy-washy but he's not flippant but he's the one that's kind of dithering between these two worlds Mm. so there's the living comfortably and then there's also the promising your wife something promising your wife something and progressing the relationship onto a, a situation where it's just him and her i think he's afraid of the change. I think mm. he's afraid of the transition. He's afraid of not having the safety net to fall back on with his parents and all of that. And I'm... I'm and to progress and in sad, this new life. Yeah, and it's sad to say that he's complacent. He's, he's complacent. Yeah. He's happy and complacent. So I just think that she needs to work on him. But the only way to have that conversation is to is to sit down with him and really understand. Listen, we got married. This is a love marriage. Do you Mm. know what I mean? They love each other. They care about each other. Mm -mm. There's a plan. We had a plan. This is where we're going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I will support you with whatever you need to make you feel comfortable. Can we go ahead? Yeah. What are you doing to, you know, action the plan? Do you know what I mean? What's going on? How can we move this plan forward exactly and the other thing i would say is these sort of scenarios can cause a lot of resentment for people Mm. Um, and a lot of that can come from when you take up the role of let's say a husband who is saying he wants to be the financial provider and let's say you're now being the financial provider and on top of that you're looking after the home and on top of that you're looking after kids i don't know if they have children Mm. do you know what i mean that takes a mental toll on a woman and it it really it's a it's not just a woman that would take a mental toll on anyone that's in that situation and it would put a lot of pressure on them Mm. and that will create a lot of resentment in the relationship because they're seeing the distraction between the fact that this person isn't pulling their weight. Do you know what I'm thinking about? And correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But I feel like men tend to, I feel like hit this, this man in particular, him being in this very comfortable situation and having everything that he needs. Yeah. Do you think that this might be impinging? Like, obviously it is impinging on his role as a husband. But do you feel like his role is kind of getting blurred? Because obviously, like, he's got this, like, wonderful life where he's not really contributing to anything. Mm. And then in that, within that, I just feel like the, like, the rights that he has towards his wife are just kind of getting blurred. Do you know what I think? So it's like you're basically diminishing the man of the responsibility that he has to his wife because you're providing this comfortable space for him. And I feel like this is what in-laws don't really understand. I'm not saying that they shouldn't give obviously their sons and stuff a place to live, but I just don't think it allow it doesn't let them be a man, it, and it doesn't let them start this journey. And in order to start truly start this journey of marriage with their spouse, 
you both need to be in it. You both need to see each other for who you are. You need to be paying bills together. You need to be roughing it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you need to have your own space to navigate your relationship. Now, but she's in this basement. She's basically stuck. She's mute. You know, like, she's not going to be able to have, like, actual arguments with her no, husband. No, because obviously the parents can't even, hear from yeah, upstairs. She can't really tell him how he feel, how she feels. So she's getting more suppressed. She's getting more suppressed and he's losing his role. He's losing yeah. his rights over his wife. And it's easy for him because he's like, rah, like, I'm not really doing anything. Yeah. And then he that will create a bigger argument between the both of them because she's looking and like, what the hell, like... Is this what you wanted us to be? Is this what a marriage is supposed to be? And he's just like, babes, like, come on, you're in my mum's house. Just chill out. Just chill out. Yeah. The situation and having everything that he needs. Yeah. Do you think that this might be impinging? Like, obviously, it is impinging on his role as a husband. Yeah. But do you feel like his role is kind of getting blurred? Because obviously, like, he's got this, like, wonderful life where he's not really contributing to anything mm. and then in that in, within that I just feel like the like the rights that he has t- towards his wife are just kind of getting blurred, blurred yeah do you know what I think so it's like you're basically diminishing the man of the responsibility that he has to his wife because you're providing this comfortable space for him and I feel like this is what in-laws don't really understand yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that they shouldn't give obviously their sons and stuff a place to live but I just don't think it allow it doesn't let them be a man it, and it doesn't let them start this journey and in order to start truly restart this journey of marriage with their spouse, you both need to be in it. You both need to see each other for who you are. You need to be paying bills together. You need to be roughing it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you need to have your own space to navigate your relationship. Now, but she's in this basement. Stuck. She's basically stuck. She's mute. You know, like she's not going to be able to have like actual arguments with her no, husband. No, because obviously the parents she can't even, can hear from yeah, upstairs. She can't really tell him how he feel, how she feels. So she's getting more suppressed. She's getting more suppressed and he's losing his role. He's losing yeah. his rights over his wife. And it's easy for him because he's like, rah, like, I'm not really doing anything. Yeah. And then he that will create a bigger argument between the both of them because she's looking and like, what the hell? Like... Is this what you wanted us to be? Is this what a marriage is supposed to be? And he's just like, babes, like, come on, you're in my mum's house. Just chill out. Just chill out. Yeah. The food's here. The telly's on. The telly's on. Chill out. You've got everything you need here. Do you know what I mean? But in reality, that's not life. Mm -mm. And it's not comfortable for her. And, And it just doesn't create the space to create love. Exactly. So I just genuinely believe you have to confront this situation head on. Mm. Have a si- and I don't mean confront like in a negative stance. Not in an, an argument. Not in an argumentative. Way. No. I but think- I think this is a conversation that could be had as though me and you are conversing right now. Yeah. But and I th- think just give me a pause. What I also think this situation shouldn't happen in the home. Go on a date night. And have a conversation away from prying eyes. Have nice dinner, flirt with them a little bit. Also, the date night will allow her to be in in a space where she can actually fully express herself without feeling the, you know, that feeling as though she's being heard by the in-laws. Of course. I just think they need to have a chat. I feel like he does want what she wants. A nice walk in the park. I I feel like they do want the same thing. I just think he's being held back by this 
by this other life in the basement. And I think this will create a stepping stone for how you get over difficult situations in the future. Because if you can communicate your way through this, understand each other, get your man and and you get him on your side, Mm. then that's it. Like now you know how to navigate when difficult situations happen. Mm. I don't think this is, I know you feel really negative about like marriage and you know your decision about marrying this person I think if you love each other it's the way forward Mm. marriage is never ever easy it's hard bloody work I say that all the time (laughs) it's hard work you've got to constantly navigate and learn new ways to learn this person and like adjust to them and choose your battles and things like that but this situation take him on a nice date night do you know what I mean? Well, let him take you while you're taking him. Mm-hmm. But do you know what I mean? Let him take you out on a nice day night. Don't have this conversation over dinner. I would say have a natural, fun conversation. Show him what life was like before. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Show him what he's missing out on. Yeah. Go on a nice little walk, long walk to the park. Hash it out. Sit down. Just be like, babe, honestly, I see a life for us. She's getting his head. You need to koala the situation. <laughs> do you know what I mean? She needs to do psychological warfare. Yeah. Like, babe, honestly, I love you. This is the life that I want for us. I want us to have a nice home. Like, look at the look at this situation. We just went on a date night. We're living life. And then you come home together. Exactly. How much fun would that be? Little Netflix and chill on the sofa. And relax. then some. And then some. <laughs> But she's got to set the scene in his head of what life is going to be like of their pure bliss together in their new home. Is he worried about meals, babe? I'll make you food. Do you know what I mean? Your favourite. Your mum your mom ain't making no like chicken wings and burgers, your belay. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like practice your cooking skills. Exactly. What else? A nice clean home. Laundry. I want to practice another form of aerobics on you. <laughs> <laughs> laundry babe don't worry about it we'll just get i don't like doing laundry i'll be honest but um but we'll share the, the roles we'll share the roles do you know everything what I mean? will be he, she's just got to paint the picture of marital bliss do you know what I mean? Day in night. a home their own home that they've created for themselves yeah. this love nest saturday you can watch the footy i'll make your food for you chill out do, you do know whatever what I mean? you want i'll go i'm gonna go out to my friends you relax you yours. relax today don't worry about the dishes I've got it covered. Do you know what I mean? Do your friends ever come over to your new house? Do they come over to your mum's house? No. No, when was the last time you saw your friends? You can play FIFA with your friends on a Saturday night on your brand new sofa, babe. (laughs) Now that's the one that's going to, that's the hook line. That's the last. sink him. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) You need to just smooth it over. (laughs) And honestly, that man's going to be eating out of your palm. Set the scene. Honestly, this is act one, scene one (laughs) of your new life together. Darling. (laughs) Before you know it, in the morning, he's going to wake up so happy. He's not even going to think. He's like, what the hell am I? I'm in a basement. He's going to say, babe, you pay 5,000 for a deposit. I'll give you that now. Do you know what I mean? This is our home. Yeah, I'm going to pay for all the rent. That's what he's going to say. I'm going to pay for everything. You just sit, Kushti. That's what he's going to say. He's going to wake up the next morning and think, me, living in a basement after she sold me that dream. After she sold me that dream. No way. (laughs) He's going to jump out of that bed. She could just even turn around and say, what do your friends think about you living in a basement? Oh, no, no. That would would trigger him. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, we don't want to trigger. We no, we don't want to. We want to do smooth first. Mm. Smooth. He's going to be Massage the ego. Me? 
living me living in a basement absolutely not how <laughs> dare how bloody dare <laughs> how bloody dare look how passionate I am my mic's dropped on the floor <laughs> how bloody dare I live in a basement how dare oh god my cockney's coming out now how nah. dare he's gonna be like pack your bags we're off <laughs> Sis, listen, this is gonna be this has been the longest episode, but we really do hope this scenario has helped you as much as I possible. I really do. May Allah make it easy for you guys. I mean, I'm actually rooting for you both. I if know. you can get out of the in-laws house, sis, you made it. And you get him to pay for the rent and everything and you get your money back, that's a bonus. Let this be one for the sisters living with the in-laws. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And right now, I would say just try and move out. And sort everything out and then the rest you can form afterwards. Let the chips fall where they may. Right, guys. Anyway. Thank you so much (laughs) for sending in this scenario. And guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this scenario, please leave a review. Oh, yes. Please give us five stars and download the episode. Indeed, indeed. On the Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Amazon, I believe. There's quite a few. There's a few. Mm. Mm -hmm. Also, we're back on YouTube. We post two days a week and this podcast will be in the video version on youtube in what day friday indeed and sunday i believe sunday yes and we're also on tiktok and instagram so please go and show us some love and if you want to send us any more scenarios it's at cali and harvard at gmail.com all the information is in the description and we love you guys love you guys that's the end of episode two bye Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.